Hey y'all, Steph Lee here. I just realized we forgot to upload last Friday's Friday 15 into the podcast feed. So here it is, and we will be back again tomorrow with another Friday 15. Hello everyone, and happy Friday, happy Friday 15. Today we have on the lovely co-host today, Jen Lee from Travel Planners International. Hey, Jen. Hey, Steph. Hey, everybody out there in host agency reviews land. <laughs> um, okay, so there's another co-host here, Jen, I didn't tell you about. Orion the pup is being very vocal, so he may be giving some input along the way. I tried treats and everything beforehand, but he just keeps talking. So well, just because he's excited about today's topic. I'm sure of it. And they they are really exciting. So you got he feels ex- especially very passionate about um, site inspections, which is our first question. So you ready to jump in? I'm ready to jump in. Let's get uh, everyone set for this. Cool. So, All right. So um, first question today is from Anonymous. They um, say, when scheduling independent site inspections, how much time should be planned for a site inspection? So what's your kind of experience with this, Jen? Thank you, Orion. Yeah. We've got that. We got it, Orion. You're good to go. You know, my experience with this is really listening to and watching our advisors uh, conduct site inspections. And I think the key, the biggest um, key to this is that you plan ahead. First off, you have to answer these questions. You have to ask yourself, why? Why did you choose this site inspection? Chances are you're part of a fam, right? Like maybe one particular product line has invited you to see three of their different um, properties. Um, if that's the case, you have to ask yourself why and what am I going to do with this information? You know, there's a difference between just like getting the information for your own personal use, but also in research, but also what am I going to do with this information before I get there, while I'm there, and afterwards? How am I going to leverage um, this information to help me gain sales, right? To market. Um, so, a site inspection, sometimes if you've chosen a particular place, you should have a plan ahead of time of the five to seven things that you want to see. And it's really based on what you think your audience needs to see. So if you are someone who is diving into the luxury space, then you don't want to see the budget room in the resort, right? You only want to see the villas and the high end. You want to see the super nice restaurant. You want to see where is the concierge service area. If you're focusing on families, then you only want to see the big family pool and maybe one other. And, and Steph, I know I'm not giving you a, you should spend a day. 35, <laughs> 45 minutes flat. Yeah, that's not it. It's really whatever amount of time it takes for you to fill your plan. And what I would say is, is that you have to control that site inspection, not the site. And I think that is what a lot of uh, newer advisors in the industry and even experienced advisors, they don't understand that. They think, um, you know, I'm going to ABC Resort. They've told me to put them, uh, you know, set aside three hours to review the resort. And quite frankly, you don't need to see the whole thing if you have a plan. Does that make sense? That totally does. And I, I would agree with that. And one thing I would add to that is communicating ahead of time with the resort. Because I've had it where I'm on a site inspection and someone really wanted to see maybe the like ADA, like the handicapped accessible rooms, but it's been taken for that day. And so thinking about that ahead of time, anything specific you want to see, communicating that to the sales manager or whoever that you're working with. Mm -hmm. Um, And and think about things too, like if you serve a bunch of foodies, obviously you're going to want to try out the restaurant. So build that in and ask if you can like check out the restaurant and try some of it and have lunch there or whatever it is. 
And Stefan, I, I would say I'm, I'm really going to reiterate you be in charge and the communication ahead of time. Any site, any resort, hotel, whatever that is, they're going to be pleased as punch that you've reached out ahead of time and said, here's the demographic that I am serving or psychographic that I am serving. I have three hours to spend at your resort hotel location. Mm-hmm. I would like to see the following and experience the following. And then they're going to just do whatever they can to make sure you get what you want. Can I share a resource of, um, not, I just, you know, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Dad. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got? I've got a resource too. So let's compete. I wonder if it's the same resource. So there is one of our travel advisors at TPI. Um, she did this on the side um, pre-COVID or right in the beginning of COVID. Teresa Chu Bermudez has put together a heck of a self-guided plan called FAM with Intention, which allows you to really, gives you everything you need to know before, during, and after, how to leverage your social media along the way, how to have those conversations. She has some free resources with FAM with Intention. Perfect. Yeah. I'm just pulling it up for those of you that are listening. It's bamwithintention.com. Yeah. And she's got some free stuff on there. And then she's got um, um, a plan that you, for like $199, it's the full plan and you only need to buy it once and you've got everything you need to know. There you go. Your tips on how to write engaging uh, comments and her other stuff. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. There's a, I've noticed there's a lot of things that are coming out lately with, um, Having to do with FAMs, I saw Asta's Entrepreneur of the Year. There were yeah. two FAM-based, uh, I guess, startups that are on there. So yeah. um, definitely something to check out. And ours, the one I was going to share with you is um, on Har. Oops, hold on. I've got to share my screen again. Um, on Har, we have a site inspection sheet. And we have one for cruise ships as well as for awesome. the land-based one. So if you um, go up into our search bar up at the top and you do site inspections here it is the definitive site inspection and same thing with cruise ship inspection um and and it has a download which is really really nice that you can just print out um unfortunately we don't have like an electronic app or anything along those lines but if you print this out beforehand and bring it with super handy especially for newer advisors so you don't forget to check out things if you've never been on a fam trip so um we'll put the link in the comments for that uh, for anyone that's interested as long, as well as the like, uh, fam with intention one. So yeah, love it. Love it. There's resources out there everywhere. And of course, guys, you're watching Har, who stations reviews and Steph and the team, you guys put together amazing stuff. So yes, dive into resources as you need them. We share that with our advisors all the time. You don't need to recreate the wheel. (laughs) That's, that's very, very true. Yep. Uh, All right. I'm sorry, another tip with FAMs and site inspections, partner up with another advisor. We have an advisor that he actually, whenever he puts together a FAM for himself, he does an all call to all the advisors, says, hey, I'm going to be going to, you know, Cancun. I'm going to, I'm setting up site inspections for these seven places. If you want to join me, let me know. Oh, that's super nice. That's a great tip as well. Um, okay, so this next one is a little bit longer, but it comes in from Allie. And Allie said um, she couldn't find anything related to this question, which Allie, we don't have anything on it. That's why. Uh, so glad you asked. Um, Allie says, I'm not as well-traveled as I would like to be, mostly due to finances and needing to accrue time off at jobs. I've been on a couple of cruises and love cruising, but most of my other trips are kind of the standard beach vacations, sports for hand travel, 
I would like to go to Disney someday, but have never been yet. So that disqualifies me from a lot of hosts require, who require a minimum amount of trips in so many years. Anyway, this is my long-winded, long-winded way of asking, if you haven't traveled as much as you would have liked when you started, how much of a hurdle is that to finding a host? Do a lot of them ask about these minimum amount of trips? I'm worried about being disqualified um, for not being as well-traveled, or is this really only a concern with dis Disney-specific agencies? What, what do you guys do at TPI, Jen? Well, at TPI, um, we don't ask the question, we don't qualify or disqualify based on your personal travel experience. Um, and I would say a lot of the host agencies may feel the same way I do with my next statement. We really are looking to partner with advisors that understand this is a business, that this is an agency that you are building. It is a business. You should be profitable. You need to be able to do your own self-research um, and not be afraid to reach out. So the it's not a disqualifier if you haven't traveled. Some of our top advisors um, tell me that they they can sell, I'm going to just throw it out there, Asia, right? So they can sell Asia um, or Hawaii or Africa or any Antarctica, any of these exotic locations that they haven't had a chance to go to. They can still do that. What the, it's, it's, it's really about you diving into the training that, that either that destination or um, that um, resort or that cruise line requires, and then being able to understand their booking engines and all the resources. A lot of our advisors reach out to their local BDMs or yeah. managers and say, hey, listen, I've never cruised with you before. Based on what I'm seeing, I'm really loving, you know, all of your newer class ships. Um, can you share with me some differences between the previous class ships? Because I might be talking to people who've seen with you five years ago and the newer ones. Um, can you share with me what are the most important uh, questions I should ask? Uh, and then what are the answers? And then I would say another thing, um, and it sounds like um, she's not with a host just yet. By the way, call us, we're super nice at TPI. But um, at most host agencies, and this should be a qualifier for you in choosing a host, um, they usually have a very robust, some sort of group community page, whether it be a Facebook page or an internal um, thing. And, and do an all call and say, hey, listen, I really want to dive into this. I'm looking for somebody who um, is well-versed in this to spend 30 minutes with me or to give me some guidance. Um, I find that most advisors are more than happy to help out a fellow advisor if you've done your research or that you're very specific. That's a that's a really great, like that last part is incredibly important. They're happy yeah. to help you if you've done your research beforehand. Yeah. There's nothing that irks agents more than someone coming on and like wanting someone else to do their work for them. Yeah. So do that homework beforehand, Allie. Um, and I would say like as a, person outside the host that sees a lot of host agencies, it is very specific to Disney host agencies where yes. they require you take three trips a year or have been like 74 times before you join their host agency. Yeah. So it's like with um, non-Disney hosts, I've never run into one that requires you take amount, um, a certain amount of trips. And, yeah. and Allie, just in case you still are a little bit nervous, um, even though Jen has given you great guidance on how to sell trips that you don't know. And if you haven't traveled, um, my parents agency, like my mom started her agency when, I mean, maybe she'd been on a plane like a couple times before us, but like we never traveled growing up. And I, we went to Disney once on a plane, which was like the experience of my lifetime when I was younger. And, you know, she built up a really big travel agency, um, 
And so Allie, don't let that stop you at all. If it's something you love, that that should not be something that holds you back. So welcome to the industry. We're excited to have you. Yes, we're excited to have you and everybody's willing to help you. Yeah, you definitely. <laughs> well, so the next, the last question is from Matthew and this one gets a little bit more complicated. So do you all have the, any recommendations for PCI compliant credit card number storage software? I used your site a little over four years ago when I first got started and it's been immensely helpful. I've been using TravelJoy as my software for a couple years, but they're focusing, but focusing on using them as a payment platform, which doesn't work great with paying suppliers like Disney. Um, okay. So Jen, let's, before we get into your thoughts, let's break down. Um, do you want to explain what TravelJoy is and I can do the PCI compliant? Sure. TravelJoy is one of the leading customer relationship management tools out there in the travel industry, and it allows you to manage the entire relationship to the customer. I think what the gentleman is referencing with regards to payments is they also have a program where you could enter in the information and it, it gets encrypted, credit card information, and it gets encrypted and um, they will make the payment for you. And it could be that there are some partners that don't accept that. Uh, there are other CRMs out there. Here's the thing about receiving compliance and credit card storage. First off, great question. I did a little research and everything came back to, unless you're the merchant of record, you really should not be storing the credit card information. For you to be PCI compliant means that the credit card and the CVV do not live in the same place. Yeah, credit card number, expiration date can be in one place, but the CVV has to be in a completely different place. So that is why a lot of the CRMs and TBI, we have our own CRM that we created um, and it is PCI compliant. It does not allow them to store the CVVs. It sends an encrypted a form to the uh, um, client for every purchase, every time to use it. It sends it, they put it in, they put in their own, it sends it back with the CVV and now it's encrypted. But your CRM is your best place. Yeah. And Matthew, unfortunately, I don't have any great software ideas for you either because it is, um, people don't want to touch it because it is enforced really well. And like tech companies don't want to touch it. Like, um, so for instance, Jot form, we use like on our travel agent forms article, we like, we looked and spent days trying to figure out a workaround or a way for travel advisors to be able when they're having people sign, because we have the, um, and, and Mary, I know that you're in there. Can you put the link to the travel agent forums article for us? Mm -hmm. um, so with that, we look for a way that when you're asking people to sign off, that they understand that their passport needs to be good for six months, you know, when they get back and that they've been offered insurance, all these things. It would be so nice to just have the credit card form on the bottom and then go. But it is not that easy. And the fact that you've been having trouble and Jen has been having trouble, we've been having trouble at HAR. Um, I think it's just something that we, we don't have a great answer to. So sorry, Matthew, that, that wasn't the, the answer you're looking for. But the good news is you can stop looking because it's not out. <laughs> oh, that's very true. I love that optimistic. Yeah. Not have to utilize the technology. Um, if, if travel joy is not working for you to pay, uh, uh, Disney, I think is what Matthew would yep. say to pay Disney then um, you're going to have to have, I'm sure Travel Joy has a way for you to send a credit card authorization for encrypted uh, mm -hmm. to receive that information back. You're going to have to have this call the cop client with the CVV and then call that uh, payment into Disney. Um, yeah. You don't want to have it anywhere because 
It's yeah, where it's insecure. It, like I always feel like in this tech age that it's almost more secure to have and don't do this, but it's almost more secure to have it written down on your desk than to have it online in an insecure. Here's all my passwords. Woo! Oh, damn. <laughs> you did it already. I'm not going to let you see it. You're, you're killing me here. You need to have a password manager. I'm sending you the link after this call is done for LastPass or one. Oh my gosh. You're killing I me. know. Trust me. My IT guy wants me to use LastPass. I'm like, that's like, I have to have, I've got to be able to, it's so much easier to open up the piece of paper in my deck. It's like, stop. So listen, here's the thing. Reality <laughs> out there. Not everybody's tech savvy. This is more secure as long as it's with me. And I know yeah. that's a wand. It's more secure than it, and I have it encrypted in my whole little language. So, oh, that's awesome. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so it's been gen encrypted. Everybody, do not worry. <laughs> gen encrypted. <laughs> I know that's like the highest level of PCI compliance you can, you know, have. Yeah. So that's fantastic. <laughs> well, Jen, if anybody that's tuning in today is interested in chatting with you more, either about any of these questions or about TPI as a host agency and looking to learn more, how can they reach you? Listen, you can call me about anything, uh, even if it's not about TPI. Um, those that know me know that um, I am obsessed. I'm obsessed with you crazy cats out there. I even have a picture of a crazy cat, bug naked from Celebrity, Captain Cake McCube. See it? You see it right there? I, I do, Jen. Okay. Those of you that are listening. Yeah. yeah it's, so I like, said, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> we have the same last name, but we are not related. I know. We're just as like crazy with each other, but yeah, we're not related that we know of. That we know of. <laughs> so anyways, send me your email at Jen J-E-N-N-L-T-P-I-Online.com and I will send you a link to my calendar and we can set up a 15-minute power session about anything. I am open and I usually, even on the after hours or Saturday and Sunday, if I'm just sitting around watching Real Housewives of whatever random city, um, I'd rather talk to you. So uh, save me from my junk TV watching and uh, send me an email. We'll set up some time together. So Jen, does that mean that if I were to go and get your link to your calendar and set up something for learning LastPass? I'd have that blocked. Anything that's about <laughs> it's a blockage. I can't overcome it. I'll have to look at my, I'll have to look for my password to see how I can overcome that. I'm not sure. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you everyone for joining us again on this beautiful summer afternoon. Um, we will be back next week, Friday, 12 p.m. Central Time. Next week, we have another co-host. We have uh, Lori Spears from Lavarte Travel. So make sure to tune. She's another fun one. I love having co-hosts. It's just so much more fun. So yeah. Um, yeah. We will see you next week. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Jen, thank you for joining us. And enjoy your weekend, everybody. Bye.